Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another podcast. We are together this week. It's nice to be back We're together. not separated by the miles this yeah. week. We're in the car park at Seal Hain. Yeah, the car park studio. Training. Yep. Uh, we've seen a couple of players coming in so far. One, one especially. Yes, indeed. Before we actually went in for the uh, interview with Gary. You can explain. The club captain, very pleased to be returning. We, we got out of his car with... Yeah. Two crutches and a boot. Yep. Uh, Asa Hall returning his kit, uh, obviously, uh, as you'll hear from Gary Johnson in a moment, um, heading back towards full fitness. Yes, perfect. Which is good. Good. Uh, I, think, I think Gary says in the interview, maybe one to two to three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, <you laughs> Make it that what you will. You can't rush these things, no. but, um, you know, for somebody to actually be handing their orthopedic stuff back yeah yeah That's i mean that doesn't necessarily mean he stopped using it today do you know no, what i mean no, no, it, it right. might have been sitting in his yeah. spare room for the next for the last two <laughs> weeks so plenty to talk about this week the game at hemel players yep. arriving and you hear the cars pulling up behind us the game at hemel last weekend which did not go as planned it went well it kind of went as planned for some of it till the 85th minute yep. uh, the game at Iverbridge on Tuesday night which yep. was another reverse a penalty shootout defeat there yep. at Iverbridge and a big game coming up on Saturday Hungerford in the cup mm. doesn't seem like a very big game but what it might unlock is uh, is big for the club isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely uh, so we're here at Seal Hain Gary Johnson's birthday today Happy birthday, Gaffer. Well, you gave him a card. I did. You you bought a card and got us to sign it. signed it. Yeah. There we go. Well done, Guy. Happy birthday. Uh, and, uh, I noticed he, he didn't open it in our no, presence. He, didn't. he just no, no. threw it to one side. No, he didn't throw it. He, I should have got one of those ones you could get when you were a kid that had elastic band in it that you wound <laughs> yeah. up that, um, that terrified yeah. you when you opened it, but uh, maybe that wouldn't be such a great idea. Uh, anyway, here we go. Gary Johnson's press conference, and we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, we can look back on last weekend to start with. Obviously, it's disappointing to lose any game, but when you've done so much so right for so long, has that been any harder for the lads to react to in training at the start of this week? Yeah, um, the lads are, are good like that. They, they're as unhappy as anyone else. Um, so you know you've got a genuine person, genuine player, that genuinely gets disappointed, as we all do on a defeat, which is good, and then you hear the, the opposition uh, in the next door screaming and shouting at the end of the game and all that sort of thing, which you know, that's, that's how they reacted, so you, it was, you were able to say you know, this is what it means to people to, to beat you, you, you know, even though it's early doors and so on and so forth, so, and obviously the way they beat us, i.e. the last couple of goals late on, but um, we did enough to win that game. As far as uh, stats concerned, shots and uh, final third entries, possession, all that sort of stuff. But uh, we lost on goals scored and goals against. Um, and so, but you have to move on. You're going to get beat in games. So Pep yesterday, and he was trying not to be angry, angry, 
you know, when they got beat to Newcastle. But he was angry, but you've got to keep your decorum if you can. And, uh, and I'm sure he would like we did. Um, you let the lads know how you feel in the dressing room. And, uh, but then when we come in on the Monday after the game, in here and we set the chairs out and we put the video on and um, and we talk about it and there were some good uh, comebacks from it and uh, by the time we go out on Monday morning ready we're, we're planning for the next game and we put a full stop behind that game and but hopefully we've learned from it but of course you're going to get beat every now and again and it's how you deal with that and how the players deal with that and uh, we got a good group for that. You mentioned there about putting a full stop on things. The very fact that five minutes before the end your team was top of the table shows that you're doing more right than wrong this season. And it's all about now is how you, how you respond to it, isn't it? And putting another set of good run, uh, good results again yeah, together. it is. Um, it's rebounding, isn't it? And it's making sure that you, it doesn't happen twice on the trot and you don't want it to, to suddenly become a problem. Um, you can be unlucky in games. Um, but you, as we always say, you make your own luck and uh, you've got to keep going. We believe in what we're doing, we believe in the players, uh, they believe in what we're doing because if they didn't, you'd see that in training, uh, you wouldn't, you know, you'd see it in uh, games, um, you'd see it in their attitude and their personality, if you like, um, when they're training. So we're the ones that pick them up quickly and uh, so I'm sure that we'll, we'll get going again and uh, you know put a little run together and of course you should probably lead you into the next question um, the FA Cup's very important to us as well not just because we want to win that next game after a defeat but because we want the football club to have a uh, later on in the in the rounds uh, a great day and a great game and not miss out on it as we get closer and closer towards fourth qualifying round, first round, obviously it is easy for supporters and, and people around the club to sometimes take their eye off the ball, but having seen Hungerford's previous result, beating Chippenham away 4-1, yeah. these are going to be a, a team to be taken very seriously. Aren't yeah, we take, we take all teams seriously. You know, it's probably better to say we, we respect all teams, and you have to, because, you know, they... We, we, we respect them enough that we will watch as much as we can of these teams and we know our strengths, we know our weaknesses, we know their strengths, we know their weaknesses and, and you just have to put it all together and hope that lads, our lads perform on the day because when we perform on the day then uh, we're very good. Uh, what we don't want to do is anything where we, we level the game up if you like. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they're decent, but I'm, I'm not going to say ever anything else <laughs> about opposition because A, I don't want to be disrespectful to the, any opposition and uh, give them the oxygen to turn up here and you know, uh, try even harder than they would do anyway. Obviously having an FA Cup game means that you've got a, a bigger bench than the one of that's something you've always been a, a strong advocate for and uh, you've had recent performances from the bench that have been impressive and obviously in midweek you had uh, um, goals from Ryan Hansen and Luke Pearce in the Devon mm. St Luke's Bowl. 
And so you've got plenty of options, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, listen, you, 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 because you want to win every game, then if you've done well, people have done well, then obviously you try and keep the continuity of keeping them in the team. And people just have to um, wait and uh, for their opportunity, be ready to be lucky. And uh, apologies for all that, but you know how popular I am today. <laughs> you all know why. And you, thank you for wishing me happy birthday. Thanks for the cards. But uh, I've got more friends than you people in here, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry that that keeps pinging, but uh, it is my birthday. Well, thanks very much, Catherine. Happy birthday to you. Thanks a lot. 59. <laughs> the, well, you know, <laughs> the Ivy Bridge game on Tuesday um, result didn't quite go as we wanted, but it gave you a chance to have a look at some of the fringe players. How useful was that? Um, we didn't need to look at them as such, but they just needed the the minutes. You know, they needed the time out there, and it was a competitive game, very competitive, and they had to you know take some tackles and uh, so on and so forth. But um, they worked hard. I mean, obviously, Reese was in goal. Dan Martin needed the 90 minutes and, and done well. Ryan Hansen needed the 90 minutes. Uh, Luke Pierce, you know, was in, we needed to see him for 90 minutes. Uh, Finney Crash was coming back from injury, so only played sort of half the game. Um, have I missed anyone out? Callum. Oh, and, and Callum Thomas, of course, he needed the, uh, absolutely needed the game because he's. He's been working towards a game, and he did very well as well. As did the young lads. You know, we we we, we watched the me and Downsy went and watched him in the FA Cup, and we was impressed there. And uh, so, a lot of all of the, all the squad that was available came with us, and they were either in the team or on the bench. So at the end there, we had you know, quite a few lads on the pitch, but uh, they done themselves proud. It was interesting to see them. We know they can play, but to see them compete, if you like, against a pretty competitive men's team, you know what I mean? So we were quite pleased with that. It's a good experience for them to play with you know, three or four of our lads. And uh, yeah, some of them come out of it very well. One player who isn't figuring in your squads at all at the moment is Dylan De Silva. Is that yeah. an injury thing? Yeah, it's Dylan? an injury, yeah. He's, uh, got a, he's got a niggly quad muscle problem and... Uh, I think it's getting better, but it's one of those that the player has to be confident that he can sprint and not have it in his mind that you know it might go again and he loses another three or four weeks. So yeah, his is uh, an injury, unfortunately. And we've just seen Acer coming in, returning his his boot and his crutches this morning. He was quite pleased about that, I think. So he's he's obviously getting back towards fitness. Yeah, he he, he is. You know, yeah. Slight setback a couple of days ago, but um, so it just meant be careful. You can't push it too quick, and uh, so we're just waiting now on on uh, he's going to see someone again today. We don't think he's. We think he's uh, almost ready. We don't want to push it and set him back either. So, uh, but he's experienced. He knows when he's going to be ready. But he's going to need to do a little bit of a. Uh, fitness regime once he gets it right to get back to first team first team football in your mind with him and Kevin 
when are you thinking you might be able to have them available? Um, well, we, we always if everything goes. Yeah, Kev, you know, Kev was long term, so uh, Kev's doing his latest uh, consultations with with people, and he's going in okay. the right direction. Right. Everybody's pleased with it. Um, are we talking like six weeks, eight weeks? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, with Kev, we'd always we'd always said around about November time. Okay. And I, and I still think that that's his uh, target. Right. Uh, Acer should be back a lot quicker than that. Mm. Um, so, you know, with Acer, you're talking about maybe a week or two, mm. maybe three to get proper. To get back into full training. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Jack, is he all right now? After Obviously, he was ill last weekend, wasn't he? Jack Stobbs. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's fine. He's back. With you again? Yeah, well, it, uh, they live in an apartment uh, together, Lewis and Jack, and uh, Lewis had it two days before on 48 hour bug. Right. And then uh, Stubbsy had the 48 hour bug. And I'm sure Lewis meant to give it to him because that brought Lewis into the team. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of skullduggery going on. But uh, anyway, they're both fit this week, so that's, that's what we want. Interesting chat with Gary about yeah. the injured players. Um, Dylan De Silva, obviously a little bit of an injury going on there. Asa Hall Finley on his Krask, return. Finley Krask on his way back. Kevin Dawson making progress. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, it's a strong talky team at the moment. Let's talk a little bit about the Hemel game. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Strange ground. I'll tell you a few things about Hemel Hempstead's ground. What was the, um, the, 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 the pitch like? Because I saw some photos and it looked terrible. It wasn't bad, but I, in the video, when the sun caught it, it looked weird. It just looked right. like a plastic sheet. Um, but it, 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 I, I didn't think it was too bad as these pitches go. Took we played some reasonable football on it. Took we played some pretty good football, to be honest. The first half created a lot of chances. Uh, goalkeeper was on great form. We also missed yeah, some chances. Yeah, absolutely. Four, four great saves in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Craig King. Played well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he played well. Liked him. Uh, and then, of course, once they'd gone a goal up, Torquay's second half performance was a huge improvement. Will Jenkins Davis got his first goal for the club. First goal, first professional goal. Nice finish as yeah. well. Uh, no problems there. And Ross Marshall, another header, glanced into the He can have a few corner. of those headers, isn't he? He is. Um, good to see him getting a run in the team. Is Dino uh, going to turn his engine off? <laughs> is that Dean? You ask him. He's <laughs> um, getting a run in the team and getting a couple of goals. Yep. Um, but then... You know, 85 minutes gone, on yep. the virtual table we're top. We are. We've just got to see the game out. Yeah. And it doesn't happen that way. No, it was it was, it was was weird. I mean, I listened to it on my kitchen table and uh, yeah. wrote the report up from there. That's not a surprise to anyone. Um, and it was weird listening to it because when you got to that 84th... I I was then right. I started writing my intro. Yeah, like at you that do. point, I was yeah. so yeah. confident yeah. that it was yeah. done and dusted. I know there was still six minutes to go, and maybe or, or, or whatever it was, and, and maybe I should have been a bit more, bit more uh, um, free. But um, I was writing the intro. Yeah. And then I rewrote the intro when they scored to make it two all. <laughs> <laughs> then I rewrote right. the intros. <laughs> See, this is an occupational hazard. Back in the days when we used to do running copy for yeah. evening evening editions of yeah. newspapers, 
uh, rewriting. You know, Mark Lauren once scored a winning goal in about the 85th minute yeah. of the game where I'd written my copy, I was ready to put the phone down and then I had to redo it all again. Yeah, well, the, it was done in stages back in those days with copy takers, it was. wasn't it? So you did, I don't know how you did it, but at the end you just did the first half mm-hmm. um, and then halfway through the second half you you, you you do the next bit and then you you do the end and you you write the nose and yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. and you'd stay on the line for the last couple of minutes yeah it's all changed guy yeah it's all just, changed you just send it to Daniel Clark now <laughs> you do <laughs> Daniel does the magic um Gary's post-match interview um at Hemel he was very downbeat he yeah. was very angry there'd obviously been um you know some words said kept it kept him in a bit didn't they and, yeah. and had a chat interesting what he was saying there as well that they could hear the Hemel players. Yeah, that must have been a bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there goes the territory of a of a win like that. But um, it must be galling when you can hear them yeah. whooping it up in the in the, the room a, next door. It's a very strange little setup at Hemel. Is it? It's one of those grounds that you visit and you think I haven't seen anything quite like this. Nice, lovely atmosphere, great welcome. Mm. But as you walk into the ground, there's one turnstile, and as you go in, there's a kind of a a social area let's call it with a burger van mm-hmm. with the bar with some picnic tables set out yeah toilets are down there so it's kind of the communal area yeah and there's this little low building with an open door which you don't take any notice of until you sort of look in through the door and all the talkie shirts are hanging up in oh, there Oh, weird and the players when they went out to kick in before the game they had to walk through the fans onto the pitch through the fans off the pitch this, when when yeah. kick, when kickoff came they rolled out one of those plastic tunnels this is the level we're at, isn't it? But it was, yeah. It, it, you're not at Anfield anymore. No, actually, the kind of thing. The, the match was, or even on Scotland. A, it was, <laughs> it was written on a blackboard at yeah. the turnstile. Right, Hemel against Torquay, uh, but it was a very welcoming little ground. Good view from all around. As Charlie Baker said, I managed to get a restricted view, which is unusual in a football ground because we were standing underneath a kind of structure. Up in the corner, it was. It's it's a strange little ground, but Guy, when you're my height, it's very rare that you don't have a restricted view. <laughs> uh, but it was a good experience. If we um, if we ever get to play up there again, um, yeah. don't hesitate to go. It's a good one. As you say, the pitch. They'd had a look at it before. I saw the some game. photos and it looked a bit ropey mm. on the edges, but that was that was maybe just someone taking a, a, a picture yeah. of the area when it was worst. I didn't see anything during the game that made me think, oh, that's taken a bad bounce yeah. or anything like that. It seemed okay. but, but I think w- we, we can go back to this, but we are not very good on plastic pitches. Well, You've fun- written that down, haven't funny you? Funny you should say that because Julian raised that. I said, I wonder how many teams have actually got plastic pitches. I found six for oh, sure. there's eight in this division. There's eight. It's eight. I've missed yeah, two. that, that, that. That's that's come up already. So, uh, well, Aaron Aaron said there were eight near the close close to near the start of the season, and we've played three. Well, we lost to Avely yeah, on plastic. Uh, but we, won we lost at Slough. Hemel on plastic. We won after a bit of a struggle yeah. at Slough. Uh, we've still got Maidstone, Tombridge, Worthing, and two others yeah. to go. Um, we, we we don't excel on plastic pitches we do not. at the moment. Uh, and. I know the arguments will come up time and time again about oh well they play, they get to play in it all the time but we do train on you know plas- yeah, pla- I mean we're using plastic as a loose ter- loose term but um, yeah we do we do train on it at, at Southampton College and there is a reason that these teams have these pitches is because a lot for a lot of them that's where a lot of them their financial backing comes from from being able to hire out this pitch to schools to clubs to whoever. 
for interestingly in the background of um gary's post-match interview you can see about wheeling the goals out yeah for what's obviously a, a across the pitch games maybe some seven aside yeah. games or whatever they, you know they're making some money it's important to these clubs i mean you know the, the uh, i'm talking unsubstantiated rumors here and we've got to be careful with that kind of thing but apparently have. it costs certain two million pounds to rip up their pitch and, yeah. and lost revenue be, and then, but then you see, I mean, Scottish Premiership, they play on. They do, pitches. yeah, and I noticed that this this, this weekend, was, actually. Yeah, yeah, there was a game on, one of the cup yeah. games last night. It's it, it's coming, the pitches are getting better, but they're not good for players' joints, they're not good for knees and no. hips, and especially other players who are slightly towards the second half of their careers. Yeah, say. like me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you and I wouldn't excel <laughs> on those pitches. Uh, hang on a minute. <laughs> There's one more thing to pick up as well from the Hemel game, which we haven't mentioned yet. Nobody's mentioned yet. And we did say we'd be very happy when the time came when we didn't mention it. But I'm going to anyway. Lauren Impey. Yep. From the RAF. Yep. Uh, a female referee. Past the flying colours. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Nothing at all to comment about a Not referee it, yeah you know you always say that you know you know a referee's had a good game when you haven't really noticed they've been there yeah and you didn't really notice yeah anything there good and step. that's a step in the right direction and also a step in the right direction is, is is when when a woman referee does have a bad game then you can say that as well you can it just has to be yeah it's it's like the conversation that we had at the end of last season where it's not women's football it's football yeah being exactly. played by women yeah it's not a woman referee it's a referee who happens to be a woman. Yeah. Um, so, Lauren Impey, good game. Um, midweek, Ivy Bridge. Yeah. I did not go down to Ivy Bridge. I was going to go down to go Ivy down Bridge. If you go down to Ivy Bridge, <laughs> you're in for a big surprise. Yeah. I've got a bad back, Rich. I've got that classic know, old heard, man yeah. element of yeah, a bad you, back. I mean, I, didn't I, go. I, I can completely understand how, how you did it after you told me how you did it. I put a cup of tea down on the table. Yeah. I was breakfast time Tuesday morning. I was just about to sit down and watch the breakfast. Was it a TV very news. big cup of tea? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just. Was it heavy milk? Oh, perhaps it was. Perhaps <laughs> it was. I turned around and went, "Ooh, that hurt!" And um, ever since then, anyway. But I wasn't. Uh, have you been looked after at home? Though? Oh, wonderfully well. Oh, good. Wonderfully well. Good. There's been no. <laughs> how's your cup of tea back? <laughs> yeah. No, no. But uh, that's why I didn't go to Ivy Bridge. So it was two-two draw. Ryan Hansen, who captained the team, yep. scored yep. one of the goals. Yep. Luke Pierce got his first goal since his loan period from Southampton yep. began. I mean, it's the Devon Bowl. It's the Devon Bowl. It was 2-2, and we went out on penalties. I yep. don't know the circumstances of the penalty shootout. I will. Uh, so let's 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 look at this game. Ivory Bridge away on a, a, a Tuesday night. Uh, you, you're giving legs you're giving players legs a run out rather yeah. than uh, wanting to win it I think I don't mm. think you can read anything into it Ivor Bridge and Exeter went out as well didn't they at the week, in the no, week no one wants to, no. no one wants to be in the later stages of that cup if you're if you're doing other stuff um, I'm sorry to say it but it's true um, and uh, and it yeah. was 2-0 and then it was a penalty shootout which uh, Ivor Bridge won but um, oh just it's just I don't know why you, well, we, we we played it because Gary did have a chance to to give yeah. some players some some leg time. But um, I could run mm. through. The, I wrote the team down. The the first team players who took part: Reese Lovett, yep. had a game in goal. Dan Martin, who obviously has been subs appearances. Yeah, so now. so he played ninety minutes. Finley Krask, who's coming yep. back from injury. Ryan Hansen, who obviously is, is subs, and Luke Pierce, who've been subs appearances, yep. get ninety yep. minutes out of them. 
Uh, kudos to the lads who played, the other lads, Liam Paul, Jack Cannell, uh, Callum Thomas, of course, who is first team squad, sorry, yeah. I forgot him. Uh, Ethan O'Sullivan, Mason Elliott, Kai Swan, Ryan Kai Swan, who scored some goals for Buckland before moving to Biddeford and scoring some goals up there now. And, uh, uh, sorry, the bounce ball and scoring some goals right. up there now as there well. Uh, Riley Crawford, Will Howard, Charlie Wills and Andrew Ellis. Yeah. With a Torquay United squad on Tuesday night. Yeah. Gaffer was impressed, I think. Yeah, I think he was. It's fair enough to say it's a competition that we don't really mind too much that we're out of. Although, as I was saying to you the other day, one of my first football memories is a game at Plainmore. Uh, must have been 1968, 69, something guy. like that. I know, but Plymouth against Exeter at Plainmore, which I believe was the final of a Devon Bowl. Right, okay, that makes and sense. And it was absolutely packed. Was it? Yeah. I, I remember it to the. I remember because I've it was been, very late when night. When you get to the final, I mean, it, it, they can be big games. I mean, Biddeford beat Exeter in the final last year, and that was a big thing for Biddeford yeah. because they had a terrible season otherwise. So that's going to give them a bit of a, a nice end to the season where do they play it um, I, th- I can't remember where they played it you wonder it's if it was a neutral ground it's probably or a like neutral yeah. yeah I should say by the way while we're talking about Exeter having enjoyed the moment of saying Exeter City nil, Reading 9 last week we really ought to say Exeter City 1 Luton Town yeah nil. I thought you were a bit harsh I, well I just, <laughs> you just have but credit where it's due yeah um, yeah you know, to beat Luton in the cup they did lose they did lose to Lost to Oxford. Oxford 3 0, yeah. I wasn't going to mention that. Oh, well, that's all right. I wasn't going to mention that, but fair play. Well done. So, that was the idea. Uh, well, I was, trying to, I was trying to remember what I was meant to say about Ivory Bridge, and it's just occurred to me what it was. Ivory Bridge are top of the uh, Peninsula League Premier Division East and flying. They haven't lost a game yet. Uh, have they? they haven't lost a game, and um, they will go up to the Western League if they win that division. Yeah. So, they're no mugs. No. And then proper men playing men's football, and you know that's 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 a step up. Yeah. In terms for a lot of the players you played on. on nice, uh, nice little night. pitch there as well. Yep. Nice setup. Yep. People who went down seem to enjoy themselves. So um, there you go. That's uh, that's that one. And cup football returns to play more on. It Saturday. does. Ticket prices are lower than the matches, by the way. Good. How much? So if Do anybody you know? wants to go, it's twelve, it's twelve pounds for an adult on. Did you hear that, those. Scott and Shannon? You can save me a bit of money. <laughs> twelve pounds on um, Popside. Yeah. On Saturday, which is um, which that's is all right, right, isn't it? That's all right. Hungerford are fourteenth in the Southern League. Yeah, Premier they they South. went down last season. They've not had a great start to the Premier South season. It's a, it's a it's a strong division though. So when you drop into it, it might take a bit of a yeah. a while to get going. But they had a good result in the last round didn't they they did they beat Chippenham 4-1 yeah that's not to be sniffed at Chippenham were in our division and yeah. it was at at the Chips yeah um, so that's good uh, they may be 14th in that league but they're above Tiverton Dorchester and Plymouth Parkway yes who are all below them yeah that kind of gives you a little bit of context they're, that's the league above Wimborne it is so Wimborne are aspiring yeah. to get into that league for next year uh, they had a 3-2 win on Tuesday night away to bottom club Swindon Supermarine. Yeah, they, they're struggling, so that's not a surprise. And they've got a lad called Connor McDonough, who has scored six goals so far. A rhyming almost surname. Almost rhymes. Connor yeah. McDonough. Um, he's the lad to watch out for. They've played two... Oh, sorry, we've played them twice. One, yeah, we, one played, them, we played them in the National South last time. We did. Yeah, yeah. So they were up there then, yeah. We did. Um, so it should be a decent game. You know, we love a cup game. 
Um, it's it's a team that's going to come and throw everything at us yeah. again, the way Wimborne did. Absolutely. Early in that game. Um, so you know, it, it's I'm looking forward. I'm, to it. I'm I looking forward cup. to it. I, I I love cup games and um, gives us a bit more time to work out what went wrong. At, <laughs> Hemel Hempstead. And we haven't signed Jez Bedford yet, by the way. The, um, no, you liked Wimbledon him, midfielder. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to have another look at him, and I wonder if he could play... Another player with an almost rhyming surname. Yeah. I wonder if he could play at a level or two above, and there's only okay. one way to find that out. So Fight! If <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if this is Championship Manager, I've just signed Jez Bedford. Okay, all right. I've, uh, yeah. And uh, let's see how he gets on. So... There's a big community that I, I, I followed just for a laugh online on Facebook that still play Championship Manager 0102 or is it 0010? Okay. Because that, I, I, I'm in agreement, is the best, that was the pinnacle of Championship yeah. Manager. It was, when it was just enough complication, but not too complicated, it's just got ridiculous yeah. nowadays, you, you know, it's just stupid. I haven't played it for years. Um, yeah, so, anyway. My mate Neil, uh, the carefully kid as all painting. good stories start my mate did, <laughs> has been playing championship manager for donkey's years and yep. he's about a century ahead now is he but for some strange bizarre reason i'm still playing for his team he gave one of his players my name just for fun you've not been regenerated <laughs> I'm, I'm about one of the one of the things yeah, years old. one of the things that these these people do on this on, on the game is, is is they search out the regenerations because when a, when a player retires yeah unless he moves into management which sometimes happen uh, he doesn't disappear he basically becomes a 15 or 16 year old at another club okay and with a different name oh, right. but you can search them out and kind of <laughs> find and there's a big science to it it's a dull man's club isn't it it is dull man's club <laughs> do you follow that on facebook yeah yeah, yeah. dull man if you're not following dull man's club on facebook there was some wonderful stuff if on you want an insight day. into the minds of richard hughes and guy henderson <laughs> have a look at dull man's club on yeah facebook uh, there were games in the Southwest Mini League this Oh, week. there were, weren't there? So where are we in the Mini League? We're still third. Are we? Uh, it was Weymouth 1, Chippenham 1. Yep. And Truro nil Western 1. Yep. Uh, Western atop of our nominal Mini League, which yep. is made up of all the West Country teams. They've played three games, won two of them, and they've got plus four on the goal difference. Yeovil are next. They've played twice, won them both. I was annoyed to see Yeovil go above us, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah, they. They'd been below us all the way through the season up until that point, I and I was I was a bit annoyed about that. And our win against Chippenham still keeps us in third place in that yeah. eighteen table. Okay, and we've only played the one game against the local teams. Taunton, Weymouth, Chippenham, Truro, and Bath have not beaten any local rivals yet. Okay, if that matters. Taunton being above us annoys me as well. <laughs> what about Bath? The West Country... I think because Bath... is, is quite strong, strong isn't, it? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think because Bath have been there really since the start of the season. It's the other teams that have gone above us yeah. that are annoying me. It's almost as if the 10 games and the cup game comes as a, a, a kind of a, a divider between the first 10 games and then we push on yeah. from I, there. I made a big thing about the fact that we didn't go top when we, sh we could have gone top by winning. Um, I think that gives it gives it a bit more of, a, of an annoy, annoyance feel to that defeat than maybe would have been there otherwise. Because if you were sixth and only two points off the top at this stage without that happening, you know, if you'd moved into that position rather than dropped down to that position, I think you'd still be quite happy. If you'd been there alongside me, Rich, you'd have felt <clears throat> the annoyance factor. Yeah. Quite, yeah. quite intensely. It was, we were banging our heads on the wall. And I was banging the table, guy. <laughs> 
thinking this cannot be happening but it did it's water under the bridge now uh, our non-league detective Julian has found a couple of ex-goals in action in the FA Trophy for us. Miles Anderson uh, played for Haybridge Swifts in a 5-1 win over Walton Abbey. And Brett Williams um, Still going. scored for Bashley in a 3 all draw mm. against Cribs, which presumably is Bristol. Bristol, Somewhere yeah. near the shopping centre. I think it is it is in the shopping centre. <laughs> I, think, I think they've got a little little pitch in, in the actual shopping centre. In the centre. shopping centre. Is there yeah. a, a ball pool? And yeah, yeah, things yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cribs won that one on penalties, but there are two ex goals in action. Brett Williams still playing. Yeah. Scott Rendell still playing. I know. I know. How old are they, guy? They must be 82. <laughs> yeah, they must. You sure this is not a game of championship, man? Yeah, that's right. They've yeah, you're still playing, aren't you? I'm still playing. <laughs> Brett Williams, Miles Anderson, and Scott Rendell have regenerated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and before we go. Uh, just draw your attention to my my grandmother had an expression if they'd, if she'd seen something on the TV that was a bit racy on of an evening if, she, yeah. if she'd watched Play for Today or something yeah and there, there was a slip her expression for it was it's a bit warm oh. <laughs> so it's a bit <laughs> that's warm. going straight into the it novel <laughs> which a bit that was a bit warm right where's my novel notebook <laughs> so I'm going to recommend a podcast to you with the codicil that it's a bit warm. I thought it was Codicil. Codicil. I don't know. Um, the Upshot podcast. Right. Which you'll find. There's... there's um, Careful how you Google it. <laughs> there's an email that they send out every week with all these kind... It's a bit like Private Eye for Sport. It's 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 tittle-tattle and yeah, gossip yeah. and all that kind of thing. And they do a podcast. Uh, they've done podcasts on people like Shane Warne, on... Um, there's one coming up on Tiger Woods... And they've just done one on Neil Warnock, mm -hmm. which I've just had a listen to. It's very funny. Yep. It's quite warm, shall warm. we say? Yes. Um, you'll you'll find out why Neil Warnock has a certain nickname, which I'm not going to tell you. Colin. And who and who <laughs> gave him that nickname? Um, but if it, it's interesting, there's quite a lot of. Um, clips from documentaries with Neil Warnock giving his motivational speeches to the troops at half time which is a lot of fun so if you're looking for more podcast give the upshot a try but don't play it in front of your grandma no because she'll find it a bit warm she'll find it a bit warm <laughs> there you go well, well let's hope things warm up a little bit for us on, not in that way not in that way on Saturday against yep. Hungerford yep. no more Hemmels no more Hemmels um, and it's a game that has to be decided on the day, isn't on it? On the day, so there? it could go to penalties. Could go to yeah, pens. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think actually, I think the, the clubs can agree that they if the two clubs agree, there can be a replay. But I don't think we any clubs. Asked, have we? No, but and I don't think any clubs are, are agreeing gone. anymore. I think no. I think that's all gone. Well, the club officials have, have left the car park, so yeah. we can't dash out. The we'll car leave park. that a hanging fact. A hanging fact. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us as ever. My car needs a clean rich. It's full of crumbs, look. That's from being driven up and down the motorway. Yep. In pursuit clean, of glory. Clean your car. Thanks for listening. We'll finish as ever. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today. Come on, you yellows.